welcome to Sample Than Hardcore. Um, I apologise in advance for the noise. You know, babies crying, music playing. You know, Dolly sneezing. Jack. I'm Jack McEnroy. Um, Steve Walsh here as normal. Hello. And we're joined by Dolly Oladini. Maybe people could tweet at you as they listen, Dolly, yeah? Just so we get the address out now. At Dolly Oladini, is that all right yeah. to give that out? Should I spell it? Yeah, I mean, it's how it sounds. <laughs> Many DJ Dolly like the toy, D-O-W-O-I. Oladini like the surname. O-L-A-D-I-N-I. Yeah, just tell Dolly, you know, what you... If you I don't like what you said about, uh, I don't know, Woolwich. For example, I don't know what you're going to say about Woolwich, but I used to work in Woolwich. It was tough. The building site, huh? The building site or the area? No, no. How, that closed down before I think I was a working age. <laughs> Steve's older than us. <laughs> I do remember Woolwich. The building site. No, no, no. I used to work for a housing association. Okay. Oh, but don't ask me anything about. No, no. We're going, we're, we will do. Oh no, because it's so embarrassing. I worked for a year, and then I, I worked in estate regeneration. Wow, this is this is like a gold mine. We didn't realise we were getting this. We thought we were just well, getting. Is this, uh, is this the reason the social house is in such a terrible state? Right now? Because of me. <laughs> did, you, did you derail the entire enterprise? Yes, I thought it's because they hired a nineteen-year-old and didn't really think about what they were doing. Um, no, but I was like at the. I worked there at the point where the Tories came in, so things were fine, and then they went. That's me doing. It's not a cat falling off a roof. <laughs> That's a cat falling off a roof if it's anything. <laughs> We're going to the uh, Menier, or Menier, you have to, which one is it? The Menier. The uh, Menier Chocolate Factory. Well, you just call it the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, which, you know, people are excited, they're like, Chocolate Factory? Okay. I've just had a mocha, right, a salted caramel <laughs> mocha, but it's not that kind of chocolate. People still think it's to this more, day that it's More a of a theatrical factory. chocolate, yeah, yes, if it's exactly anything. That. Well, I mean, it's a theatre now. Yeah, what sort of time it was a chocolate factory, I think, in the... In the 19th century? Oh, yeah, Steve's going to tell us all about that in a moment. Oh, my God, have you researched I've it? I've done research Amazing. on You're the probably, chocolate factory. You're probably more than me. And, in fact, the Menier Chocolate Company. <gasps> Go on. It's a fascinating... Because they were French, obviously. They were French. That's all I yeah. know. Um, wait, wait, before you do, Steve, let me just say... I'll just set up the episode. Okay. So we're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to go and see... Um, Charlie's Art. Yeah, uh, which is the name of a play there with uh, some name actors in, yeah. Matthew Horn, James Corden is not in it. No, he's in an and American album doing One Man Two Guns. Good. We're not going to see that. Oh, I could have got a ticket. No, I'm not going to watch James Corden. You have to draw the line somewhere. I draw the line at Matthew Horn. If you're getting us plane tickets as well, then I mean, we'll see how that goes, Dolly. Yeah, we'll talk about that when the show's finished. When is it on? When does it run until? Charlie's up until November, I think, and then it's rarely we roll along by Stephen Sondheim, which is pretty amazing. Oh right, we'll yeah. see you in uh, November. Yeah, I was about then. to say, well, will that be the Christmas show? Or is there a separate? That'll be the Christmas that'll show. That'll be the Christmas show. Yeah. Busy. Steve Walsh on the harmonica. He can <laughs> probably here. <laughs> and Dolly, you're from Blackheath, yeah. So just so people go, what is she doing there? What are you doing here? Like on the podcast, this is South, South London. London. Oh, it's called yes. South London Hardcore. No, I know yeah. that much. Yeah. No, yes, I am validated because I'm originally from South London, although I have now moved to the West. I'm very sorry about this. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get to that shortly, won't we, Steve? Do you want to? Um... Well, you can have a go with me. No, no, we'll come up there. Do you? Uh... South London. Exactly. Born, bred, left. But <laughs> back to work. Study. Yes, I was well, studying in the West, but oh, I still right. work in the South. Yeah. Many. Are you working for Globe? 
Yeah, what are you doing then? Um, well, I worked in the shop from April until when I started uni about a month ago. And now I just go now and again to do events. Okay. Um, a friend of ours. When you say events, you mean like when they put plays on? So no, that's no, the no, main no, no, thing no, they do. No, the thing about the clubs is always so much going on. So you have the players, but then there's people hire out. Yeah, they hire as well. Yeah, they well, they hire out. Oh, right. Weddings. You look yeah. here for weddings. Well, it's it? like Did someone you? up on the stage going like, you no, know, no, no, coffee says. is for closers. That kind of thing. <laughs> always be closing. Yeah, that's exactly right. Wow. Uh, Jack and Lakeisha looked here for the wedding. Do you Lakeisha. not remember looking at it? Yeah, no, we didn't actually look at it. I mean, Lakeisha suggested it. Lakeisha's got very excited and said, uh, look, the globe from Doctor Who. Oh, my God. No, <laughs> never put those two together. The but it is. Doctor Who. The, the globe shouldn't let him in. Initially from Doctor Who. No, yeah, no. It's initially from Shakespeare, is it? <laughs> Be surprised. I'm We've got a friend working in the archive at the moment, Catherine Wilson. I don't know how much contact you have. Don't give out Catherine Wilson's we name. We have an archive department. Yeah, for... I know, what's the point, man? It's all out there, Don't isn't it? In. Complete works of Shakespeare on a shelf. What else have they got? <laughs> there's, there's so many people who work there, obviously. There's some people who come in, in and out because they're freelance, but... Yeah, she's only doing an internship, so she wouldn't be. And it's quite a recent thing as well. So. Maybe I know her. Yeah, she's got one. Yeah, you get weddings. Shut <laughs> up. You know, actually, people get married there, for reals. Definitely. Yeah. There, um, you can, there's a... I've been upstairs... But people usually hire out the undergo, which is a massive place downstairs. Um, oh, they don't actually get married in. Uh, I get married on stage. No, you can. Well, actually, I don't know now. I yeah. think you can get married, but I think main people use reception. Get married on stage and have all the people in the ground things, don't they? No. That would be quite cool. Yeah. But, the thing you can use the stage. No. The stage is just for the car. All the world's a stage, though, isn't it? So. <laughs> Look at you and Shakespeare and all the Why aren't you an actor? Uh, I can't really act. So, Steve, tell us about this uh, former chocolate factory that we see on the train as we go from uh, London Bridge to Waterloo East. Very specific. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you found it okay. I thought you'd get lost. No, the thing is, these days you have things like Google Maps, and like, if you can't find a major landmark, then no, but it's you know. If I'm going to the borough after work, I get off, I get the bus to Waterloo, then just walk down something. So I've gone past. Why do you ever do that? Most of the time. Why? It's the comic book shop in Borough. Yeah, no, why are you going Borough after work? And I go to the South East London Folklore Society. <laughs> oh, no! The South East London Folklore Society. Meets up on a monthly basis in uh, the King's. Uh, the King Arms. Head. Yeah. The King's George. The <laughs> King's George. Uh, in the Borough. I have, right? Yeah. Very, it was recommended on uh, Twitter by one of our followers, at SLHC Podcast, remember? Uh, at Jack McEnroy, at Yids, also uh, me, <laughs> at Vent Twelve. Now you need to get the links and you need to like slip them in, otherwise people think, you know. Yeah, so tweet at us all to let us know what you who, thought who of Joe's Kitchen. Someone on Twitter, I can't remember, dry pancakes, I thought. Really dry. My mum was so disappointed. My mum, as, as listeners well know, my mum's a big pancake brunch fan. And it was very disappointing. I mean, the food's quite nice, a bit overpriced, I thought. It is quite expensive. You I like it? Since I moved out. Um, yeah, I think it's amazing. When did you go? Like, day of the week. When did you go? I went two different Saturdays in oh, the morning. And my uh, grandparents used to live opposite on Disney Place, as in like Walt Disney. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. If anyone's listening who knows a good place to get pancakes in South London, let us know, yeah? In South London. So I was just about to say Well, 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 well Yeah, yeah, well don't say them Okay, sorry like, you, you're picking up on what this show's about <laughs> Exactly Okay, I'll 
Do. The Menier Chocolate Factory was opened by the Menier Chocolate Company, uh, which was founded in Paris um, in 1816. Not originally as a chocolate company. Originally, it was the Menier Hardware Company. Oh my God. And they specialised in pharmaceuticals. No blasphemy, by the way, on the show. Sorry. <laughs> one of the... Um, yeah, they, so they were making medicine and started producing uh, chocolate purely as a medicinal product. Yeah, that's normally how I have it. Uh, yeah, I exactly understand. <laughs> yeah. um, and then started developing uh, the use of cocoa powder as a coating for the bitter pills that they would be producing. That's right. And that's still happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, chocolate-covered aspirin. Yeah, chocolate-flavoured cowpaw. Cowpaw's quite nice as it is, though, isn't it? As the company went on, they realised they were making more money through chocolate products than medicinal products. So chucked in all the pharmaceutical sides of the business, rebranded themselves as the Menier Chocolate Company. With the rise of Industrial Revolution, you get blocks of chocolate, and they started to produce uh, different products to sell purely as a chocolate company. Became very successful, so much so, they opened a factory in London, in Suffolk Street. Open a distribution centre in uh, New York. So excited about this information. <laughs> um, Freely available on the internet. They went from strength to strength. Had this uh, uh, groundbreaking uh, factory in uh, Noiselle in France, which is one of the first world to have refrigeration, which allowed them to store the obviously store the chocolate for longer and therefore produce more. Um, they were uh, among the first sort of businesses to uh, embrace the railways uh, in terms of transporting their products. Again, allowing them to transport more and uh, more efficiently. Um, advertising, they created this iconic image in France, which was uh, that of a little girl writing the words Menier chocolate in chocolate on a window. That's what you see off the train, isn't it? That, yeah, that would be oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's how most people know it. They go, oh yeah, I see when I'm going past... You, yeah, I mean, you'd just think it was like one of those antique adverts that no. hasn't been washed off, yeah, like Guinness, a, it's like wherever you drink Guinness. Genuine advert for the Menier chocolate. Um, they also innovated uh, kiosks on the streets of Paris to sell... Uh, chocolate on the street, which uh, became widely copied, it became the default design for newspaper kiosks around the world. That was a, a many air company innovation. Mm-hmm. So we're going from strength to strength. It all looked like it was going fine. They were one of the, the uh, sort of most prominent chocolate companies in the world. And then first world war. Oh, bloody war! Come on, you can't mess with chocolate. The war derails it completely. Obviously, with the first world war, France in turmoil. Uh, nothing's coming out of the country, nothing's going out of the country, the uh, land's being torn to pieces. Um, Switzerland is neutral, so it's unaffected by the war. The US is involved in the war, but again, not affected by it. And while the war's going on, someone in Switzerland invents a technique for filling chocolates. Oh, that's how you get like everything we know and love. Yeah. Much. After the war, uh, the US is flooded <coughs> with a new wave of immigrants looking to create a new life from the turmoil of war, which gives them... Hershey. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so with this wide wave of immigration to the US, they're given uh, a new labour force and a new market. So there's a new ways to produce chocolate and sell chocolate too. Suddenly, the US becomes a major player in the chocolate world. Meanwhile, the many uh, people are trying to carry on, but it's tough. Just Dying to death. Yeah, it's not happening. Suddenly, the Second World War comes along. Oh, no. And basically Don't worry, that's the last World War <laughs> in this story. 
Um, yeah, by 1960, um, they're forced to merge with another company, and by 1965, the Menier family have no more direct interest in the company. It's just sold off in terms of its intellectual property and branding to various companies. I think it's um, sort of Roundtree. I think it's Nestle. Right? Oh, I mean, you've got, no, you basically got yeah, you've got multi conglomerates just buying up smaller brands. In terms of the chocolate factory in London. Uh, it's abandoned. It's derelict by the 1980s. That's and what I was thinking. I was thinking, was it just sitting there, Jerry? Yeah, until it was just, yeah. That's what the 1980s were like. It was just empty buildings, really? Steve, wasn't it? Well, this is it. From, from, from the 60s, if you look at the 60s, 70s, and 80s, you basically had uh, you know, a lot of economic upheaval. Uh, in the 80s, there was some investment in. Have like, you ever seen the film uh, The Long Good Friday? That was what the 1980s were like. This is all going to change. That kind of thing. That sounds depressing. The 1980s was fun. Come on, Duran Duran. Yeah, there was some terrible. There was some terrible stuff. Saved by the Bells from like 1994 or something. Right. As you say, yeah, in 2004, the building itself is redeveloped as an art centre, it's a gallery, a restaurant, and most famously, it's a Wow. What did you do there? Well, not anymore, but for three years, up to about a month ago, um, I just volunteered every Friday night. My first day, I remember... Volunteer? Yeah. It's like £31 a ticket. Oh, no, but come and fill. Like, despite the fact they do quite well, in yeah. terms of... Considering they are where they are, so they're not in the West End, they yeah. do have quite a good reputation. Absolutely. But at the same time, they are a tiny thing. It's still very... So all the money's going to Matthew Horn, basically? Uh, yeah, <laughs> all the money. And it just, like, all the money just goes straight back into making, you know, plans and doing what they do best. And I don't mind, but I don't have to do it. Um, no. And you get, I'd imagine, you'd get to see... Yeah, that's the thing, it's yeah. brilliant, I love it, because I do get to see all the plays, get to meet people... Who's your favourite person you've met? Well, Amanda, obviously, the box office supervisor. <laughs> obviously. Good answer. Good answer. Um, celebrity wise. Sam Mendes. Was he there? I don't know. He was there before me. No, I was just throwing out a name to yeah, jog sort of I didn't meet him, but I got to go to a Steve Sam Mendes was more Kevin Spacey. Wasn't at the No, but he might have been in one night. Like. Then these people go and watch theatre if they're, they're not involved in. Uh, Barney from How I Met Your Mother did a play. You know How I Met Your Mother. Why are you giving me that look? Is it the one? Dun 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 dun. dun. That's the kind of theme tune. So I hear. <laughs> my brother. I hear my brother watching it. He doesn't like How I Met Your Mother. I haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it. Well, just I've watched one of her in my I haven't oh seen God. it, man. <laughs> okay, well, Barney is, you know, an icon. What's his now. name? Barney. Dookie Howser. Oh, like, the, the actor's name, I can't remember, which is really, really bad. I'll come to me probably Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, yes, that, there we go. There is that go. him? Yeah, it's him. All right, Dookie yeah. Howser, of course. In what? He, he appeared in an 80s, uh, as, a, as a child actor, he appeared in an 80s sitcom, where the premise was, he was 11, Fully qualified medical doctors <laughs> called Doogie Hauser, MD. Right. and each week there'd be uh, a various situation where, and like House, he's a kid. Oh yeah. What films? The Smurfs. Okay. The I don't general. like the Smurfs. Though. <laughs> anyway, he, he's a he's a brilliant actor, yeah, and he was had a minute before me. But my point was, he's someone, but I didn't actually meet him. So yeah, that's my point. Isn't he a Lothario in How I Met Your Mother? 
Uh, like kind of a sleazy, a like uh, uh, yes. like who? Hugh Hefner. Uh, he's a very out gay man. Isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people play different sexualities, Steve. In uh, yeah. So you have to do loads of things which you know you're not accustomed to. Like in a tiny little play I did at school just now, I had to say the line, "I'm afraid of black people." You think he's here, you say that, but people on the show are going to go... Oh, I'm black, by the way. <laughs> people are going to be like, what? Why are they getting racist? When are we going to address the uh, posh and being black at the same time issue? What do you mean? Should we address that now? <laughs> That's the best response. <laughs> what do you what mean? Do you, what do you possibly, possibly mean? Possibly. You're very sure. I'm creating a stereotype, though, because I'm black. I have to sound stereotypically black. I just sound the way I am. I just... No, for me, Jared, you're... No one's saying you have to go around, no. like, kissing your teeth or whatever. But you've got a remarkably refined voice. Yeah, okay. So, for any... Uh, for any race. Yeah, just, yeah, I don't know. It's just... It's sort of happened. I think my dad always brought us up to... Did you go to private school? No, my brother's sister did, which was always really annoying. So always really wanted to younger than you or older than you? Younger. His little sister's traditionally younger, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Um, no, I, I went to a comprehensive school. Which school did you go to? John Roan. John Roan? Yeah. And who was John Roan? He was... Oh, I should know this... He was, uh, oh, he was, is is the word? Yeah, educationalist, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is kind of obvious if the school's named after him. But I, no, no, I mean, St. Peter wasn't an educationalist, was he? <laughs> actually, John Ring was an educationalist. That's all I remember. Uh, prolific, is that a word? Yeah. If he, if I'm just going to cut out all these, is that a word? Why? Because <laughs> otherwise people think you don't know what words mean. <laughs> <laughs> and with that posh accent. Is that a word? <laughs> I don't normally get posh people saying that, do you? <laughs> Basically, no, absolutely not. No. So, um, where's your, where was the school? It was in Blackheath, sort of in Greenwich, Western Park, Mayfield. I almost went to Blackheath Bluecoats. Why the worst school? In the world. I know that, that's why I didn't go. My mum's like, Are you not going there? And I was like, No, but I'd like to go there, mum. She's it's like, awful. No, I actually went to six form with a guy who went there, and I was shocked by how lovely he was. Which probably sounds really bad, but yeah, it, it does sound appalling. Yeah, is it really? I never knew it was that bad. Uh, I'll read out some prominent productions. Oh, there, and you can say if you uh, saw them. Yes. Okay. Do that, please. Abigail's party. <gasps> oh, that was very recent. That was recent, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, because they moved to the West End. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that at all? Yes, I saw it loads of times. My yeah. friend's dad was. Uh, but they've made a they've made a film of it. So by the man who wrote it. Yeah. So, so why we, why are we still doing so. plays? We've got it. Get the DVD oh, out. Are you basically saying let's kill the theatre? Yes. No, no, not if there's not if there's a film of it. Like Glenn Gary Glen Ross, right? Mamet made the film of it. People Done, isn't it? Glen Gary Glen Ross. Like oh, it's tremendous. Days, people keep bringing that up. Is it just sheer coincidence? It's the Bader Meinhof effect. The Bader Meinhof effect. The Bader Meinhof, yeah, was a German radical terrorist group, right? But the idea is, you like someone who coined the phrase, <coughs> heard about the Barna Minoff group, yeah? Like, it's kind of, he'd never heard of it before. That was like 25 years before he heard of it. And then suddenly you just kept hearing of it everywhere. It's just a thing, like, you hear of something, and then suddenly you just become very aware of, like... I what it is, now that I've heard it. It's great. Glenn Gary Gamros is brilliant. The film is tremendous, and I've read the play as well, and it's almost as good as the film. I should watch it. If you think about words like Barna Minoff and Glenn Gary Gamros, Glengarry Glen Ross oh, well. they're very uh, distinctive aren't they yeah. so once you hear the phrase Glengarry Glen yeah, Ross mm. I keep so hearing about this South London hardcore everywhere <laughs> yeah you will do um, but yes no I was brilliant who was in it 
Um, it was Jill Harpenny. In the TV room. Oh, uh, Alison Stedman. No, Alison Stedman, though, is it? Have you seen, not, have you seen the televised version? Of Alison Stedman? Yeah. Oh, no, of Abigail's Party, starring Alison Stedman. No, that was, that was in the 70s, though, wasn't it? Uh, late 70s, yeah. late 70s, though, to be fair. It's really, really good. It's like, it captures it perfectly, though, Steve, doesn't it? That's great. She died recently, didn't she? No. No, she's very much alive. No, 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 no. Cut that bit out. Demis Rousseau. Yeah. He was a guy. I don't know. Who's the singer? Demis Rousseau. Demis Rousseau. Oh, oh no, the Greek man. That's him, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm talking about the, the woman who goes, Oh, Donna Summer. Yeah. Because um, that song, I don't know if it's the same film as the television. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. I think. It's played at the very, in the first bit of the first scene. Okay. Um, I mean, she died recently. Was it in production when she died? Yes. That must have been quite um, wonderful. Yeah. Have you, ever, have you ever seen the other play um, he did, like, the next week, or not the next week, but it was on, like... Nuts in May. Yes, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah she's brilliant in that playing such a different character. Yeah, yeah that's just one What else? Shirley Valentine and Edge Kent Reed were part of the uh, same yeah. season. Yeah, I was going in rapid fire about. Yeah. I think it was about two years ago. Really okay. awesome, wasn't it? Um, yeah, they're very well done. I think. Both filmed as well, so therefore. Because Edge Kent Reed came back now. only about a couple of months ago. Yeah. And then um, went Michael on. Michael Caine, yeah. That was the film. That was the film, yeah. And then it, it transferred, it went up to Edinburgh, I think. Okay. And it went to Trafalgar Studios, or was that the first one? This one will be amazing. Trafalgar so Studios always seems a bit bleak to me. It seems a bit wrong, like the posters are not right, are they? I saw art there, and it was very good. Yeah, I saw art, it was, I you know, it was alright, wasn't it? He was really good, I mean, he was, yeah. Did you got nominated for. Yeah, well, I mean, Ross Kemp's got two BAFTAs, Steve. Hasn't he? Not enough. He does, yeah. Lacage of Falls. Now, on the direction of Mike, if you can get right behind this, dude. Lacage of Falls. That was worse than mine, that was brilliant. Lacage of Falls. Lacage of Falls. I didn't see it at the minute, but I saw it when it chanted the Playhouse. It was absolutely brilliant, though. So I don't. Do you really like plays and stuff? I'm an actress. Yeah, but plays, though. With yeah, I love I love everything. Plays, musical theatre. I love musical theatre. Ads, um, adverts and stuff. You said ants. <laughs> so where, where you know, in terms of in the long term, where do you want to be acting? Huh? Where do you want to be acting in the long term? Well, everything really: TV, film, radio, audio dramas, plays, musical theatre. So you were recently on uh, a Doctor Who audio. Oh uh, yes, 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 yes. Playing the Doctor. Uh-huh. <laughs> first female doctor. Um, no, it was um, so. There's a character who used to be a doctor called Iris Wildtime. Um, there's a spin-off um, from Doctor Who called the Iris um, Wildtime. Oh my God, what's it Is called? It? Cut this bit out. So I actually can't remember. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's an audio job, not on TV. Right, I was going to say. And there's a production company. Have you heard of E20 and EastEnders film? I have heard of that, but where is that on? I don't know. Is that on like a BBC Three? We only found out about it recently. I've always been aware of it, but they kind of stopped it. I thought there was a Doctor Who's been, I thought I'd never heard of it. Torchwood. Yeah. Sarah Jane Chronicles. Also this. Wow. Yeah, so there's a production company called Big Finish. And they do all those genres. Do they break you off a piece if people buy the audiobook? No. 
don't know. You don't get what your role is. I need to reread my contract. How much money did you get for it? I'm not going to tell you. No, tell the audience. Tell everyone. I don't think I'm even allowed, no. You're allowed. Really? Here's a good question. Would you do it again? Of course. Good money then, then. Yeah. <laughs> Cashing out. <laughs> just love doing it. It was a really great... Did you play um, black characters? So you asked me this before, haven't you? Yeah, no, but I wanted to do it on air. <laughs> but there, there weren't any, like... They weren't racially defined. Yeah. It was, it was just... Just a female character. Because it's audio drama as well. It's just... I think that obviously that comes into place, like, 100% pretty much most of the time when it's like are you TV. recording it in a booth by yourself or is it a whole cast then um, the whole behind a curtain so apparently I was quite lucky because I got to meet the rest of the cast and we got to do things together even was there a the funny person doing like was that a doors <laughs> a table full of doors <laughs> someone and banging like, two yeah. of wood together and some sand for people and, and like you know, coconut exactly, horses exactly that it was just like that was it there's no that's gone now isn't it those days are gone were those days existing what you know, sound, sound effects. effects. Radio and, uh, Who said sound? <laughs> oh, we're just going over some rough ground. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. No. Oh, I don't know, actually. But usually, apparently, when you do stuff like this, you're just on your own. Yeah. So you don't get to meet yeah. anyone else, but I was quite lucky. But yeah. Was there. That would help the performance, wouldn't it? Having people yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, what exactly. are you doing here? It's so hard to listen and react to when yeah. no one is there. But I guess I don't know. Is that Thank the sign of a good actor? No. Like you can do it with no one there. I don't know. I think, no. I think people would prefer it if everyone was there. Because you do hear of like these big actors doing animation films and never. Yeah, they have to talk to like a tennis ball for like yeah, eight months. That sounds so tedious. Well, with, um, not to say we'll never do an animation film. Yeah. So if you're listening, Spielberg, Pixar. that's not Dolly saying I don't <laughs> yeah. want to be in Pixar like. An, with yeah. Aladdin, they cheated, didn't they? They basically let Robin Williams say anything and then animated whatever he said. Really? Yeah, that was the, they gave him the script and he just improvised and then they had what he said to the animators and they were like, you're going to have to draw a sofa because uh, he wow. said so far so good or something. See, they must have <laughs> really loved him because the amount of it's Robin money Williams. <laughs> that would have had to come. That's well, the role he was born to play. Yeah, he also, he got an amazing deal so he made uh, just tons of... Uh, Wait a minute, Robin Williams is in a man? He's a genie. genie. Is he? I've only yeah. seen it once when I was like two or something. Dina's Choice, no. Yeah, Patrick oh, Marlborough, I like him. Marber, yes. yeah. I did. Have you seen it at all? I've seen Dina's Choice. I saw um, Cedric's Gone Speech and Drama. Yeah. Um, good. You hear nothing but good things. No? I don't know whether it was. I really don't know what to say about offending anyone. I'm not sure. I, I particularly didn't um, enjoy it. I'm not sure. He's not listening to the show, it's fine. No, no, no. no Patrick Marlborough's a huge fan, but he like, loves it so much. I know, but like Central, the school who did it. Like, yeah. Because I love Patrick Marlborough because I love Closer. Like, yeah, it's right, a great right? Um, but I particularly didn't like. I mean, maybe it was the production itself. Maybe it was the way the school. Before it was a bit rubbish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't go to Central. I go to Lambda Best School um, in the world. But um, so I don't want to slag off another job. Take that in my team. Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, no, I didn't see that. But I heard that was really good. Yeah. Rick Moranis, yeah. Yeah. Because then that transfer. I think it did. The great thing about the menu is that despite, you know, how tiny it is, lots of the players... Yeah, that's the thing. It has, it has an incredible track record yeah, for yeah. West End Transport. And then Broadway and as Broadway well. And Broadway as well, yeah, yeah. And uh, also just Scotland as well. A few things have gone up to uh, Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think lately things have been going up to the fringe quite a bit um, and touring just various different parts of the country. Sunday in the Park of George? I see, I hear that was like up there. That can't see anybody my hand, it's really hard. I think that was like the, was that like the breakout, the first yeah. breakout production yeah. at the many end, sort yeah. of made Sondheim, its name yeah, as well. Yeah, apparently it was app, just a brilliant. So I, and of course, Sondheim's going back now with the next 
Yeah, and he was there with Roadshow uh, last year. I think Sun in the Park with George and another show is in the video. Um, I'm not sure what your list, but there's, there's two shows that I really, 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 really wish I've seen. Sun in the Park is one of Sweet Charity! Sweet Charity not in your list. Oh, they did that there. The film, that's good, isn't it? Yeah, Sweet Charity not in your list. probably the best thing I've yeah, seen. Yeah, you know, hey, you big spender. Flap your wings and fly to your daddy. I've, I've never heard of that. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it's yeah. There's a film, right? But yeah, the thing is, you wouldn't it's have a film done. Sweet yeah, but never you would. No, I had never heard of it until yeah, someone I, I know was, was doing brilliant. it. Brilliant! It was just so well done, and then I got transferred to um, Haymarket in Piccadilly. We but the film, get the, forget the place, dude. <laughs> the film was like the the, the, the hey big spender scene is just the dancing is incredible. Have you ever seen the film? The way people are moving, no, and like the whole. Um, you know, um, Rhythm of Life, you know what they used in the Guinness advert where they oh, yeah, reverse yeah. evolution with Sammy Davis Jr. Is yeah, it? Yeah. as like a, a mechanic. Brilliant. Yeah. I've got a theatrical update for you. Uh, it's going to reference something that we'll probably, we'll probably talk about on the show after this, but it's fine. Um, we talked about um, The Lamb of Walk, me and my girl, recently. Have you ever seen a production of that? Do you know? Doing the Lamb of Walk, you know that. It's a stage play called uh, The Sun Has Got His Hat On. That's in it as well. You know that song, don't you? The Sun Has Got His Hat On. You're not familiar with the concepts of a sun with a hat on. Did you make it up? No, the sun has got his hat on. Hip 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 It was written. The play was written in the 30s. 1937. Yeah. Um, but then it was, revived, it was revived in the 80s and the book was rewritten by or revised by Stephen Fry and we sort of read the script and weren't sure about where the original was taking place but I talked to a guy from Samuel French the theatre bookshop oh yeah he reckoned, they published it didn't they he reckoned yeah. mostly at uh, 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 best 40% of the original script survives oh, it was right. a massive revision and I said what's that he went they made it funny apparently the original he goes the original was just like leaden it was this uh terrible terrible piece but it was a huge hit at the time and they made a film of it it was the first uh, uh, theatrical production musical theatrical production to be televised really so, yes yeah, an important part of uh, so British theatre more attention why are you allowed to mention Samuel French if I was allowed to mention whatever I wanted to mention earlier because Samuel French is not a subject no but the link and it the yeah. link Right, so we've just been to the Menia Chocolate Factory. We haven't just been. This is a, <laughs> the this magic is like, have we? This of lies. Like um, yeah, but yeah, we went to now. see Charlie's Aunt mm-hmm. at the Menia. And what did uh, everyone think of it? <laughs> Dolly, we'll start with you, Dolly. We'll go in the order of how much people enjoyed it. Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> then where would I be at the top? Hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, just thinking about it is making you laugh. No, because it's been a while since we've seen it. So I actually, I should have, like, prepared myself mentally for, like, everything that happened. Um, What's-his-face was really good. I say, what's-his-face was Matthew good. Horn? Yeah, Matthew Horn. Yeah. I really liked him. Um, it, it's not usually what the many year do, really. Like, it's... Because they're quite big on their musicals. Yeah. And when they do plays, which are very rare, um, they seem to be more modern stuff. Um, so this was quite unusual um, but it works um, the set and the design were absolutely gorgeous and I'm really drawn to that sort of stuff so I really like that um, but it was really I, clever the set wasn't it yeah it so was, simple yeah and it works <laughs> well it's just the, it's you, just, you can, basically you, Steve yeah um, 
the fact it's reversible, you're just like, this is this is incredible. But it's also irreversible, but it also becomes the uh, cloisters as well, doesn't they it? Did, yeah, yeah, they, it I mean, they, yeah, yeah, they did very well in terms of the use of space, didn't they? Yeah. I just think, especially for the mini, because it's such a small... And not having to move the set no, as well. Yeah, they just re- just... redress the same framework, and it becomes interior walls, which obviously, interior walls, exterior walls, yeah, you just uh, switch around. But then it becomes the cloisters and the garden as well. Just and I thought it was so effective, in, and obviously that's part of the performance as well. But when they're running around it and pointing to the various areas, you did sort there of... There was running around, around, yeah. Well, it's a farce, isn't it? That's why I like staying during the interval to watch the changes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, this one in particular, I did enjoy it. Um, also, it's just yeah. nice to see people working, isn't it? Just sort of... Earning uh, <laughs> their money. Yeah, you feel, you feel like a sort of Roman emperor, These don't people you? people working Sort of there free. again, just giving yeah. them thumbs down, but no one's... Do they get paid, people turning the set round? Of course they do. Okay. <laughs> work for free. <laughs> but you said the people in the box office don't. Some people no, do work. No, 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 everyone does, apart from the uh, ushers are volunteers. Okay. So everyone... It's paid apart from the ushers, so that's what I did every Friday night oh. for three years. Um, I just yeah volunteered ushered, um, but everyone gets paid. Okay, Don't well, start contacting equity or anything. Um, <laughs> oh, that's. Uh, but there's no there's no sort of internship. Well, are the ushers? Well, no, because it? it's such a small, like, bis. Well, in a way, despite like all they achieve, they're still such a small business. They can't afford to do things like that. And the office, if you ever saw it, is tiny. It can only fit about... It can only fit like the artistic Well, direction. it's not a massive space, is it? You know. It's remarkable. Yeah, even it? though the building is huge, lots yeah. of it is rehearsal space. Yeah. And the restaurant and the gallery, etc. And the theatre itself is very tiny in the bar area and the box office is really small. Yeah, as you walk um, into the theatre, you're walking... As you walk to your, your seat, you're sort of walking on the rug that is the set. Really Which is really nice, nice isn't yeah. it? I like that. You're sort you of walking across... You could easily swipe something, couldn't you? Well, you could easily just sort of wander <laughs> on to... Uh, that usually, like, um, depending on what is there on stage, you do have the ushers guarding. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'd be surprised. Like, you know, well, also, you can't have people traipsing across your rug, can you? No, yeah, I mean, it's, it's too expensive and too beautiful. Yeah. But you, people do take things. Really? And you think these are adults. Yeah, you know? yeah. Respectful people yeah. go to the theatre. The also, you're things. ruining the, the show. I don't understand where you <laughs> think nah, that's... Well, the thing is, I, say, I went on a tour of Tottenham Hotspur once, White Hart Lane. God, and, uh, this is relevant. No, yeah. this is. no it is. They, they, there was a, I went into the dressing room and they got magnets on the uh, training, on the tactics board. So, like, you know, you can sort of move around and go, you go here. And I stole one of them. Led but the it's king. stealing. Yeah, no, yeah but the, be- the best thing was, he stole this magnet. Um, with Ledley King's number on it, but Ledley King's number was written on in non-permanent marker. So by the time he put his pocket and got it home, mm. all it was was a lump of magnetised plastic. Really? Yeah. But it's, no, it's still a magnet. We just don't say Ledley King on it. It's fine. It's the what? Ledley King magnet. Why did the number disappear? Because it was just written in a pen on the back. Yeah, but was, was your like bum really warm or something? <laughs> you know, it's the si- it's a sign of guilt. <laughs> They do that. They do that in court. They will actually have someone yeah. touching someone's bum to see how warm it gets, just to see As how cute That's are. not true. That's true. I'm a moist really? brat. <laughs> I'm a warm wow. bum. Well, it's still stealing. It's like it yeah. Still I'm not, I don't mind. I'm, I'm keeping it. It's a multi-million pound organisation. Don't, don't the the, the sentimental the value of the magnet to me is much more than someone. the financial value. You're not Robin Hood. Do you know how much the Tottenham chairman is worth, Joe Joe Lewis? Yeah, but are you actually stealing from him? He's, no. a, he's a multi-billionaire. But you he lives in the Bahamas. But you weren't taking from him. Yeah, you're taking from he can him. afford to buy another magnet. It's it a little magnet someone. from Tottenham Hotspur. But whose dressing room was it again? The Tottenham Hotspur home dressing room. They're fine, honestly. It's not burglary, is it? Anyway, we should move on to this play. <laughs> Charlie's on, right? Currently on. Um, do you want to say what you thought of it, Steve, before I... 
I really enjoyed it, but I'm a big fan of Woodhouse and Saki. I, I do like a sort of uh, drawing room farce. <laughs> it's just and that, and that, genre. that was a drawing room and a farce, so I was like all over it. No, um, I, you, it's it's one of those ones where a lot of the a lot of the jokes didn't land for me. A lot of my period jokes. Now I do it. One of my big uh, issues I have with theatre is when people crack up at yeah. jokes that aren't contemporary. Yeah, a bunch of punters, you doesn't they? So they just they they know it's they know it's a comedy. So they go, right, mm. the last thing I want to... <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be left behind. I don't want to be... Whereas, like, yeah, I'll appreciate... Exactly I yeah, I'll appreciate... Mind. You know, if it's a slapstick... A right smile will do sometimes. You just sort of go, I appreciate that, it's funny. But it's, and particularly when you go to, like, a Shakespeare play, oh, and it's some yes. sort of Elizabethan pun yeah. that makes no sense... Yeah. They go, oh, certainly, so you're more Phyllis yeah. Gibbet than uh, Phyllis Gibbet. It's also and, and show going, off that they understand exactly. what they sort of go, I've, I've read this play, I've saw this play, I know this play, I know this is a joke. Whereas I'm sort of going, no, you know, that's not funny to me, is it? I don't know what that means. I know, I know it's an insult, but, you know, I'm not going to crack But you did think it was funny mostly, Steve. Uh, I enjoyed... I enjoyed the sort of physical performance aspects. Once they started running round, I enjoyed mm-hmm. that much more than the actual game. Falling over. Every act yeah. ended with Matthew Horne uh, falling over, didn't it? <sighs> and you're a fan of You've Been Framed. So. A huge fan, oh. but not, sta- not the staged ones. No, that's the thing, right? If it? somebody's yeah. like, walking along, it's like, well, they're going to fall out. That's, that Wilbur is going to collapse. That's not funny. But I'm also a fan of uh, sort of the Marx Brothers and Lauren Hardy. So the sort of the yeah. silent bits, the sort of the mimed, you know, anxious looks to the audience. Uh, I was a big fan of. I say the gags themselves, I wasn't cracking up at because uh, you know I'm not a fan of Edwardian. Uh, no, um, I was going there. Oh, you know, it says this uh, one of London's premier fringe theatres, right? So I was going there expecting to see something with some kind of artistic merit. Like I thought this, this would turn me not necessarily you be experimental yeah not or... even yeah yeah not yeah, I thought it might be I thought it might be something that sort of broke convention and stuff not necessarily but I thought it'd be something that uh, you know you would that would be modern and uh, you know I didn't I wasn't aware of the play but you know it's nineteenth century entertainment isn't it but this is, is the thing that's something... why I'm saying it's so rare for them to do because like in the three years I've been there I've never seen anything like that. And I guess they're still in the process of like. So really, by doing something quite mainstream, they don't think it's experiment. <laughs> <laughs> like, how are you going to put on a play from eighteen ninety two and now, and and just do it exactly as it was then? And the but, central conceit of the play is some posh guy is, is in a dress about, pretending uh, to be a lady, it, right? Oh, I can't believe yeah, we can't say it would never work. I mean, like for example, like Hedda Gabler, the odd vicar at the moment. Yeah. You know that set in the nineteenth century. It's was it, when the, was it written? in the 19th century okay right <laughs> and despite little things maybe like, like I guess the direction makes it a tiny bit modern but other than that it's still very much you're taken straight back there the set design there just like it's, it's Ibsen isn't it yes so it's all very sparse in terms of as far as I understand it's um, all very, in, in terms of like the set and whatnot. oh no it was no? very um, there was so much of it Oh, really? Yeah, it was gorgeous. Um, it was like a full-on house. When I think of Ibsen, yeah. I always think of just like a single stark tree against a, a, you know, a plain ah. red background. Well, no, it's complete opposite. And then just three people having a mental breakdown in the middle. You can see there's a lot of money put into it. Oh, right. It's probably one of the best sets I've ever seen. Um, but well, that worked. Set, didn't you, you guys? <laughs> it's, but, I'm not uh, saying nothing, it, things can't too, work from over jo- 100 Joshua years ago. Joshua Scott went and see Hedda Gabler during the week. And he was Did very, yeah, yeah. He, he's a big Gibson fan. There's, that's got odd reviews. And it's quite upsetting that it has because it's brilliant. And Sheridan Smith, just fantastic actress, one of the best actresses of our time. Um, 
But it's got like, oh, what was that look for? <laughs> it's because she uh, she's best known for comedy, isn't she? Who is she? Yeah, that's. Um, what do you mean? Who is she? She's, just, who she's is from she? like two pints of life. She did two pints. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, which one is she? She's well, I only watched like one episode. I've um, never seen it. Is well, she the one who was in Royal Family, the blonde girl? Yeah, she's Royal Family as well. That's one the of the best actresses of our time. You need okay. to see her now. But, but the thing is, Meryl Streep, the one out of two pints. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, you can do something terrible like two pints. It doesn't yeah, mean yeah. you're terrible. Exactly. She was good exactly. in uh, she, Royal Family. And she was good in. And that's the thing. It's interesting if someone if someone does straight drama. Yeah, no, no one was good in two pints. No, but she's always been a strong actress. You know, and everything that she has done and she started off a National Youth Music Theatre she's been acting on stage for a long time so I think she kind of started off um, professionally doing TV so people kind of just pigeonhole there and then she started doing stuff like Legally Blonde and I remember myself thinking why is Sheridan Smith doing Legally Blonde this is going to be awful and I she's saw it twice hair, and she's a big name <laughs> <laughs> I saw it twice and I was just, well, I saw it twice because I she was absolutely brilliant in it see I thought yeah. when I, I saw that she was in Legally Blonde I thought yeah I mean I think she's a, a comedy actress and mm. whatnot is when I saw she was doing Hedda Gabler, I was like, well, okay. So, yeah. But, and this is the thing, as you say, when someone, you know someone predominantly from the television and then you find out they're going on stage, you sort of, it's quite easy to sort of steer and go, all yeah, oh, right, definitely. try to, and yeah. you know, David Tennant, a great example, when mm. everyone's like, um, oh, David Tennant's doing uh, Hamlet, is he? That's going to be a joke, he's Doctor Who. And everyone's like, no, he's in the Royal Shakespeare Company before he was yeah. Doctor Who. Yeah. If anything, he's better trained to do Hamlet than he is to do Doctor Who. No one's trained to do Doctor Who, are they? Yeah. No, but I, know, I know what you mean. <laughs> but it's, it's quite easy just to, as you say, the pigeonholing thing where you go, this person does, uh, and it's interesting as well, you know, in American television, just to get Jack back in the room, uh, the, the film actors that have sort of gone in to do television shows over the last year. Yeah. You know, Steve Buscemi, it's not unusual to see him on a television show now, and it's not a mm. sign that his career has Alec dropped Baldwin. off. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Big, huge names, yeah. And the idea was, Hoffman. The idea, yeah, that's maybe the, you know, the bit, maybe the biggest who's, who's had a Wait, Have any of these show. people been on stage? Oh, they go on stage sometimes. Like, but, like you said, from Jelly. Yeah, they do go on no, stage, yeah, Dustin but Hoffman I don't follow it, to be honest. I don't follow what's going on in Broadway, Steve, personally. especially in such a, he's like in everything. It seems to me. Well, a lot of them as well. If you, if, when you sort of look at their their sort of career, a lot of them sort of formed theatre companies when there was, you know, just like small theatre companies you know, as they were training. Wasn't they? That's a very sort of common thing for people to do, sort of form little groups amongst themselves. Obviously, yeah. not Jeremy you know. Piven. Is that the, the, the guy from Smoking Aces? Yeah, yeah. I saw but him. Like he's in where? What well, um he came to see Henry the Fifth at the Globe, oh, right. and I was leaving the Globe to go to my lunch, and there he was just walking past that Starbucks we went into, and I had to because you just don't see people like Jeremy Piven just walking down the street, do you? That's like oh my god, it's Jeremy Piven. Oh my god, it's Jeremy I saw David Schwimmer around the corner from here actually. Really? Yeah, that was quite uh, bizarre. Can I go back to the play that we saw? Then? Yeah, sorry, just yeah. Uh, well, you know, to read it back yeah, I think, um, obviously Ibsen is one thing. I'm not familiar with Ibsen, but obviously he's got some kind Dolls of house. standing. Dolls house. Oh, no, I know who he is. I mean, he's, you work in a bookshop, you know everybody's name, yeah. don't you? <laughs> yeah. But this, um, Charlie's Aunt, is the, more like the equivalent of, like, Love Actually or something, isn't it? Mm. You know, it's just kind it's of trashy. Complex. Um, in any way, so. you know. No, it's not sophisticated, is yeah. it? No. It's, it's, so, and that's why, why, are we, why are they putting that on from 120 years ago? I don't... Yeah, I guess... You know, that, that makes, that's not... It's not there for artistic merit, is it? Like, we set up this place, many a chocolate factory, like, you know, early put on dealer's choice, you know. But <laughs> are they just putting on stuff to just get people through the doors or to actually do something? Well, that I can't answer because I don't work in production, do I? Do I? So I don't know why any. But are you outraged it? by that uh, accusation? <laughs> but it's quite sort of not... experimental, is it, to take a yeah. 19th century comedy no, and not. then... No? 
and get no. contemporary actors. Because no, but again, you look it's at all, all very... the, there's loads of stuff at the West End that's all you know fairly old, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like a lot of these things. But are... I, if I was an artistic director, I mean, again, it's not like it, they do it, anything it... interesting with it, is it? Like, yeah, I can understand what you're saying, Steve. A lot of it, there was some high quality, and you know. Um, you know, it's so broad, like, and the acting is all, uh, it's all quite big, isn't it? Yeah. So it's not really my yeah. cup of tea. But I did think the blonde guy, it was like, oh, but, 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 you know, oh, yeah. I thought he was quite good doing that whole kind of comedy posh guy yeah. thing. I thought, uh, the but they don't do anything was, other yeah. than, they don't do anything out, um, other than what they were doing in 1892, do they? No, yeah, exactly, right. Maybe yeah, yeah. a reversible set. <laughs> but I, I was going to say, like, being if you were an artistic director, because again, it just comes back down to just being, you know, purely subjective. Like, if if you just have a play that you personally love, and you've got the ability and the power to put it on, regardless, I guess, yes, you would take into consideration how it might sell. Like, they know they knew it would sell because they had, you know, but it needs to pay the bills. Actors, I mean, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, but like you say that, you know, why why put something like that on? Um, but. I don't know, I guess sometimes it can just come down to that you, as an artist director, would like this play that you personally like to be put on. To see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess that's the difference with, like, you know, we're talking about films in the first part. Yeah, because you get If you want to see Citizen Kane, you can watch Citizen Kane. Whereas if you want to see um, a play from 1892, you know, the only way to do that is to put it on. Yeah. It? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So There's no I think it's a yeah. performance as well. There's more than just, you know... I told you to be in broader one, but something we've noticed recently with watching documentaries for the show from the early part of the 20th century is how different people's voices are. Mm. And I think if you know, if you look at the cast there, a, a lot of it seemed very effective, but people did talk in an effective manner. So there's a sort of performance I, I would, challenge, I think, there to sort of I mean, uh, capture that voice and keep it valid as well. Yeah, but the, I would say um, that posh people's voices have changed less. No offense, Dolly. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like when you watch, no, you're right. You watch right. Landfall, it's like, oh, I'll have a portion of chips, and like people don't talk as much like that anymore. Whereas with posh people, it seems, you know, you know what I mean. They were yeah. just those guys. I may, I can imagine, uh, you know, just kind of changing their voice only slightly because they're mostly posh people, are they? In the play, in the play, yeah, the blonde the, guy in it. He they genuine. all are, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, because what are the the the, the boys are. Studying at Oxford or Cambridge, and they're really. Oh, you mean the ca- characters? Okay. I am thinking. Yeah. yeah oh, you're do you mean the actors? actors yeah. Oh, I no, don't Matthew know. Horn's not. Matthew Horn. No. Um, but I, I, I thought um, there was a girl in it. Um, uh, what was her name? Ellie Bev something. I was trying to place Ellie her Bev something. for the whole the second act. <laughs> that same was Ellie or the third act. How many acts were there? Three. Yes, because <laughs> you were like, oh, I thought it was finished or something like. No, that. no. Three, three act structure. Didn't you cut your teeth in playwright? Sometimes there's two acts, isn't there? Most of the time. Yeah, I was like, why is it not interval? Yeah, it's very rare. Anyway, she was, I was trying to work out what she was from for 15 minutes and eventually settled on the Wild House, which I enjoyed very What's much as a kid. It's an um, ITV programme. I was like 15 at the time, so I don't know why I was watching it. But I for, this, was, for this hot girl. I did right? think she was quite hot when she was in it. <laughs> she's my it? age, though. She's older than me. She's three years older than me, so I wasn't like so watching kids' shows. Right, she's like, oh. Was it a children's show? Yeah, but he, yeah, he, but he appreciated it. It was the adults he was looking at. Gosh, I caught myself watching CBBC the other day and it's like, oh my god. The only good programme on like those sort of stuff is Horrible Histories. Nah, it's terrible, isn't it? Terrible? But the thing is, we've established you like kind of uh, good stuff. Fast kind of. Uh, what? You know, <laughs> you're, you're having. I, I like fast. You're having. No, you like kind of broad kind of uh, people <laughs> just doing kind of comical. 
Let's get let's let's reiterate the point. The Jack's favourite thing ever is you've been framed. Before we yes. get any more accusation of finger that. pointing yeah. about, you know why? Because that captures reality. Someone, somebody <laughs> oh, no. pretending. It's a social to... document, Dolly. That's what you need to realise. <laughs> no, it's, but where someone's got just... a tear running down sheet going, this is just our times. <laughs> <laughs> no, but whereas somebody just like doing, just being so big, that kind of theatrical, you know. <laughs> I'm actually being serious as well. This is what hurt. Yeah, you. What? <laughs> you disagree? I do, I, completely. So I would personally not it's recommend. It's always been awful. I would not recommend going to see it. <laughs> Fair enough. Would you, Steve? Um, there are other plays I'd want to see. But you think that if it. if you do go, you might enjoy it. Yeah, I think so. And Dolly, you say just go and see it now. Snap up your ticket. Well, I would before. say anything of the many is worth seeing. And but, next oh, after, not, after, after Charlie's that, though, on, people won't take your uh, you, opinion seriously. Why not? Any, anything. Well, yeah. anything of the many is worth seeing. Anything and everything. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> after this, you've got Merrily We Roll Along, classic what, song done musical, classic, there you which go. is going classic, to be yeah. brilliant. No. Well, it's going to be. When's that? What year is that from? No, I don't. Do they do anything more? Two thousand. Would they ever put a new play on? No. Uh, they're not like that. I think if you want well, to see new writing, was contemporary, wasn't it? Yeah, actually, yeah. But if you really want to see some new writing, you're better off going to the Royal Court or maybe Young Vic, the Young Vic, yeah. or see no, we're in stuff in oh, the, the Young Vic. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the small theatre at the National, the the Cotswold. I can never say it. The oh, Cotswold. The Cotswold. Yeah. They do some new writing in that theatre at the National. But okay. what do you think about that? Of never doing any new stuff. Well, I want to say they never do. I think it's just. I would prefer to see some because there are people writing plays all the time, so it would be nicer to see more of it. Um, but the thing is, it's like nowhere any, to go with any art form. It's too much stuff. People yeah. are making, you know, too many yeah. people are making. So we're not showing any of it, all right? No, but it's that no, thing, so it's like not... the Finns, what's it? The Finsborough, Finsborough Theatre in North London, St North London. They do new stuff. The Bush in Shepherd's Bush. Blue Elephant. And Blue, Blue Elephant, Elephant, they yeah. do. I saw Harry Hill there, speaking of even Frames. <laughs> Honestly, it was, one, it was just probably oh. the favourite hour and a half of my whole life. It was so funny, I was in pain afterwards. He's so lucky. Harry He's Hill. such a great stand Harry, Harry Hill's incredible. He's a tremendous stand I don't really comedian. understand the fascination. No, no, because... Don't, I, don't, no, I don't understand. Like, no, all those no, what awards, it is. And I'm yeah. thinking... I mean, I've watched his stuff and I laugh, but... No, but there's two things, people. right? One, the awards are just junk, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're don't just junk awards. If you look at who else won that year, it'd be people like, it's two pounds of lager and a pack of crisps. <laughs> Another thing is, he is a great stand-up comedian. And that's how, that's how he came along. And their stuff was on TV. And his TV show was initially like a mix of st- his stand-up with some kind of sketch sort of stuff. But th- since then, people know him from Urban Frame, which I think he's quite funny on, and TV Burp, which was occasionally uh, uh, very funny, yeah. but often very unfunny. Yeah, and I but that's not, that's not what he's great at. He's great as a stand-up comedian. It's like, saying, that, it's like saying everybody hates Chris, and I don't think Chris Rock's that good. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But he his stand-up comedy is, I mean, obviously, um, you know, it's people got different opinions on it. But what, what comedian is favourite? Ross Noble. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Ross Noble is oh he's just the hair top down the ears. He's so funny. I'm going to say McIntyre, I have to. Oh, you have to, because he's the funniest comedian in the world. <laughs> You're legally obliged. <laughs> Do you actually agree? No, of course not. <laughs> he's terrible. He's not terrible. He's not terrible, but he's not good, if that makes sense. But why do I find him so funny? 
Because you like broad comedy. You like Tupac. <laughs> no, also, he, I don't like two points. Done. I saw one episode. Yeah. I, <laughs> the thing is, you can't. There's no denying that uh, Michael McIntyre is an effective comedian. There's yeah, no point in denying yeah, that. Yeah, he he, knows, he understands the mechanics of comedy. He writes jokes that uh, you know work, but he's not. You know, in terms of like a great, he's not doing anything. When you look at Harry Harry Hill, if you particularly if you look at his early stand-up shows, mm. Harry any Hill, of them, any of them, Harry Hill did had this. Uh, it's an incredible uh, structural approach here, mm. where he'll do. Five gags in a row, then dropping a punchline to one of them 15 minutes later. And you've got to sort of go, he's talking about that biscuit from then. And the thing is, and it, it's one of those things where if you're tuned into it and you're, you're with the flow of it, it's the best thing you're ever going to see. If you're not, or if you just like drop out for a second, mm. and it's on you, that's his, he's, he's sort of going, I'm doing this. I'm not going to explain anything. I'm not going to let you catch up. If you're with me, you're with me. Whereas with Michael McIntyre, it's very... It's well, like, at the same here's time, something I've noticed. You make it sound a bit... Well. It's more accessible than you're making it sound. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But, you know, but structurally, it's, for, it's much more... It's yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, no, it's just that whole relating thing, then, because that's what McIntyre is about. So I, I find it hilarious because I'm like, yeah. oh my God, yeah, I know I've, what you're talking about. I've also used the hairdryer. Shut up. I've also got batteries in my remote control. This is Michael, you're speaking to me. I'm going to hit you in a second. How about Sean Locke? Yeah, Sean Locke's great. I like him. Yeah. I wish he was my dad. He's, the, he's <laughs> one of the few people that manages to sort of keep their, uh, not dignity, but you know what I mean, on a yeah. panel show, rise above it. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's tremendous. I, I have cried. And have you ever seen 15 Stories Higher, his sitcom? No. Oh, it's great. It's set in Kenneton as well. Oh, like. really? Kenneton, not West Wall, where your boyfriend lives. No. Did you, did you tell him? Actually, no, yeah. not ask, tell him. He, he said, how, yeah, I live... In West Wars or whatever. So why did you not tell me this then? Yeah, I, do, I didn't want you. You said because around. no one knows. Where it is. <laughs> no one knows where it is. So long. I can't be bothered going there anymore. <laughs> it's no. just like it's just one way to break up with something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's yeah, long. I can't be bothered going okay. anymore. So it's just, uh, I think because now that I've moved yeah. and I'm so close. Must to... Must be so annoying. Lives like five minutes out of zone one. So annoying. <laughs> Got across a river. Stop. No. Mm. What I meant was because my new flat is about two minutes from the station. Which station? Made of L. Made of L. And school is two minutes from the station, Barons Court. So I'm never outside anymore. So I've very much got used to the fact of never really having to, you know, like, travel loads. Yeah, yeah. So even something loads. like going from Kennington Station to my boyfriend's flat. Why Station? I could go to Elephant Castle, but, yeah. yeah. It's still, like, what, five, ten minutes. And that, even that. <laughs> no, but I know, it's ridiculous, but even that, it's like, this is a track. This is long. Look how long your legs are. <laughs> So it's like, well, you know. It's, a, it's three or four sides. It's like, I, I can't imagine moving back to Blackheath. I mean, I'd love to. But... No, Blackheath is like. How can you make the comparison between, <laughs> like, between that part of uh, Woolworth and Blackheath? What? It's like, that's further than Made of Ale. The no, distance but, but, between them. I mean, like, where my house was in, um, like, to the station. Because if I walked from my house to the station in Blackheath, it would be like 25 minutes. Yeah, that's how So I could just never do that. That's again. no life. The theatre itself, I thought, was spectacular. I love, I'm a huge fan of of industrial conversions, Mm -hmm. sort of like, you know, taking a space that was, and but but also retaining the features of it. Mm -hmm. You know, like when we went to Take Modern, you've still got things where you can recognise, you know, where things have gone. They've still got bolts sticking out of the wall, sort of thing. And with um, Dominion Chocolate, it's very similar, isn't it? You've got the sort of, the shell of the place is very much intact. Isn't I was it? fascinated by all the all the history lesson you give me. <laughs> like, I just didn't know any of the stuff you, you were telling me. I was like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it just it made me look. Factory. Look, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I knew that. Of course. 
And but it just looked at it in a different way. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. To, the only thing that disappointed me, uh, uh, to tell you at the time, was the fact that there's a sort of display area. <laughs> oh yeah, and I couldn't explain to you what that was. Well, it was displaying things for the hop factory across the road or the yeah, hop exchange across the road. Is that what you figured out it was? Is that what it? That was. Yeah, yeah it was all related to oh. the, the hop industry, and yeah. I was like, why aren't there things? In, and I, that's why I wondered if it was, and I, it could well be, if it was a, a sort of temporary exhibition because some sort of centenary. Oh, I see, the and then yeah, and I said it's always there. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems odd to sort of like have this space for maybe the hobby exchange don't have anywhere to put their stuff. <laughs> have you got? We've only got an illuminated display case. If you could just keep it in there, that'd be great. <laughs> Should go into the gallery. Have you ever been to the gallery? No, no I saw stuff through the window. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good enough. I'm not going back. <laughs> if I do, can see something too, else. It's too far. Uh, but it would have to be something good though this time, darling. It I was. Know, I don't, good. don't say liberties. <laughs> <laughs> But it's so hard to please you because you you don't like the theatre at all. The interesting thing is though you and I think it's important to get this on the record, Jack. Your views on theatre are, you know, I think it could be summed up in the phrase that you used before. If it was any good, they'd record it. That's your feeling. That's not completely. No, I mean I do appreciate that there's a there's you know you're in the room of the people. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I do. I mean I do tend to film. You know. You can capture. Things. You you feel that uh, the primacy of film is that it's like the connection. best version possible, and then yeah, you to sort a degree. Of say I, mean, I do appreciate you doing different things because yeah. the film is a juxtaposition of images, whereas in a play you're just looking at this one. You you know, it's the use of the space. Yeah, you know, I appreciate the difference, um, but I don't really like big acting. Like you know, when you, of, when you say big acting, what do you actually mean? Like people just like looking around and stuff, or just like they think something, so then they like on film they overplay. You cut it to someone's face, and you kind of you know you you, you tell the story through people's expressions you, and stuff, and you, it's all got to reach the back. Of right, the back he doesn't realise it's a man just as a woman. This would be absolutely outrageous. <laughs> you know, who enjoys that? But. There is bad acting, which is that, but I think it just comes simply oh, I down. I was saying, I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it just comes simply down to what Steve just said. It's just you need to be able to connect with the people all the way at the back, you know, with yeah. your voice and your physical reality of the theatre, isn't it? Yeah. And also your facial mm. expression. You have to. And as I say, mm. uh, with uh, my love of uh, and with Lauren Hardy and uh, particularly the Marx Brothers, you're talking about people whose training was. Uh, whose training was on stage uh, and who sort of like built their skill set on stage and also uh, the Marx Brothers were never hurt by the fact they overacted you know Groucho mm. would yeah, be like walking the Brothers, yeah that's it be, uh, and uh, it, it yeah. suited the tone a bit to exaggerate mm. the actions exaggerate the, the, the speech but as you say that's different if you are it, I don't know it's quite awkward isn't it sometimes watching it someone is, yeah, perform like that and you, sort, you sort of go oh that's it and it's to be doing that in everything that is the theatrical style of acting but how mm, but then I would ask you how many times have you been to theatre because I go yeah. to theatre yeah, so no, not that. yeah not that, that many times but, yeah, but if you're saying that everything they put on is good Dolly I'm starting to have doubts who? about whether I can trust you yeah. did you want to clarify your uh, time uh, working in housing in Woolwich <laughs> What? Why? It's a beautifully phrased question. <laughs> do you want to, do you want to uh, clarify? It sounds like a, you watch a thick of it. Yeah. It sounds like a, yeah. Do you want to defend yourself against the accusations made against you during your time in housing in Woolwich? I worked for a housing association for a year in Woolwich. Yeah, that was that. You said it was unsuccessful, didn't you? What, the housing association? No, your tenure. <laughs> I left to go to China. Oh, right. How was that? <laughs> China was amazing. How long were you there for? China, two months. 
Oh yeah, how was that? What was it like being black in China? Being um, taller than everyone. Yeah, it was odd. People would stop and take photos of me in the street. Did the people just constantly stare? Yep. Mm. Yeah. Imagine that. Um, Even more than in England. <laughs> <laughs> About the same. Uh, yeah, 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 a tiny bit more. <laughs> um, no, China was great. Um, I think I would have loved it ten times more if they understood the term vegetarian. Um, <laughs> that was very hard. But the best thing I'll about China is how cheap it was. <laughs> yeah. The best thing what was sorry, I was just how cheap joke. it was. Oh yeah. Um, so cheap. I mean, you could like, feed yourself for the whole day on like. What, How much meat would you get for that? Shut This is the thing, though. They do eat like birds' feet, don't they? So. They like, yeah, like brains and stuff. I can't, not like human brains. <laughs> not They're zombies. not cannibals. They're not zombies. <laughs> I can't remember, but I would have like my friends next to me eating brain of some animal. Can't remember what, but it was very disgusting to watch. Um, Did you learn any Chinese while you were there? I learned ni hao. Does that mean I'm a vegetarian? <laughs> Hello. And I learned like the the term. Did used... you learn the phrase "I'm a vegetarian"? No. Well, then I don't blame the Chinese people. I mean, yeah, if you're not going, gonna... I, I was really awful. I didn't really learn much. I remember just learning. I've completely forgotten it now, so I can't tell you what it was. But it was the phrase to tell the taxi driver to stop here. <laughs> yeah. Because how would you know though? There's no way there's no way you've got better idea than taxi driver where you are in China. <laughs> you have He's to, a trained with the taxi drivers you'd have to show them your hotel card. Like because well, I was really naive going over, I thought because there's so many Chinese people here who speak English that everyone will speak English. You know like you know that for a hundred years I had a wall <laughs> and they thought everyone outside yeah. the wall was ghosts. I think, I don't know how uh, true it is now, but a few years ago there was some sort of mad city where like 92% of the world's cranes were in China. Wow. <laughs> 92% of all cranes in the world. I love how you know that statistic. It's, it, it's, uh, you I say, even need to know that. I have not, I just read it somewhere because it, obviously the sort of like mass industrialisation around this Yeah. And uh, they're, they're basically controlling the price of the world steel just with their mouths. <laughs> the, the price of steel is doubling constantly because... Uh, they just keep buying. There was a Tesco in Shanghai. They can't wait, can they? Really? Tesco. No. Yeah. And there was an M and S. They've got the other eight percent of the world's cranes, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> there were many Starbucks, but it wasn't Starbucks. Huh? <laughs> I've seen that before in like Vice. They have a photo of something where someone's it's in like uh, Starbucks, know, Bolivia, and someone's just painted Starbucks on the front of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, no! It was. I mean, it was actually Starbucks. It was legit. But I mean, it wasn't in the sense that all well, the they food. Paid they didn't do coffee. Was, was <laughs> I mean, it was completely different. It was like it was, you know, there wasn't. It was still very much like Chinese food, but what like chow mein? <laughs> I just did like, they do coffee? I couldn't. No, they did coffee. So what was the difference? Well, I couldn't walk in and get like a latte. No, no, no. I mean, in terms of food, I couldn't go in and get like. It's not really, it's not like something a, known for the chocolate tiffins, is it? A falafel, <laughs> like a falafel salad or something. It would all still be meat. Falafel salad. <laughs> you know, it's not like Starbucks over here with all the falafel salads in there. <laughs> what, they're fair trade falafel. You can get a falafel in Starbucks, can't you? No, I don't know. I generally go there for a coffee, oddly enough. In, I boycott it because of their stance on tax and my stance on paying far too much I only found out about this yesterday. Yeah. We all pay much more tax than Starbucks. Isn't that nice? I don't think I can ever go there again, which is fine How because... Get, why have they got away with it? It's just where you uh, base your finances. No, but why? Yeah, but why? Um, what does it? What does Britain get out of it? Um, jobs. 
Oh, okay, I suppose. Yeah. It's, it's, it's this awful thing that you go. Uh, sort of caramel latte. And, and, and it's when oh, wow. when they get called on these companies, they go, "Well, we'll just leave." And they can't. Yeah. Britain can't afford for Starbucks to leave. Why? Because they're employing you know five people per shop. I think we'll do what? just fine without them. We've no, only been here for five years. Have you been here since what, what the nineties? Yeah, and how many shops have they already got? Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm Dolly. Well. I think we should take yeah. just. Oh, listen, I. I don't, Steve, I don't need uh, corporation <laughs> I think we found our phone phone as well. I don't, I don't need Starbucks. I'm not, there's loads of things I don't need in the high I street. I don't think anyone but... needs Starbucks. No. So let's get rid of them. Yeah. There we go. Someone was uh, suggesting on, on Twitter the other day Seattle. that, uh, you know, you can write, you, you can give them, you give your name, this whole sort of like nonsense thing of you give your name, they write on thing, it personalises it. And they were like, uh, well, when you go in Starbucks, and they ask your name, say, uh, I'm a taxpaying British citizen. I'm so doing that. And, uh, yeah, but here's <laughs> the thing. Don't, don't, don't do that. Because the, 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 the only person you're making at a point who's a barista who's on minimum wage, who's not going to be his policy. And whereas the people who are making his policy, they're going, we'll take you four quid, you write whatever you want, and you can call us what you like on the side of the thing. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll have Dolly on again, sir. Will we? Yeah, yeah I think you should get value. <laughs> Ticket dependent. Dolly, Dolly, we'll, we'll do a breakaway podcast. It'll be fine. Hmm. I've been looking we'll for a way to shake this guy. Jack. <laughs> yeah. I'm easily replaced. I've got the uh, website domain is in my name. So. <laughs> <laughs> Get that changed. Can't he owns the microphone, so mm. buy a new one. You, oh yeah. I know. Oh, no, let's not wrap up. I need to hear why you got fired from Waterstones. Um, because. Mm.